Before I talk about Joseph, I would like to talk a little bit about his father. His father's name was Jacob. In the genealogy of Abraham, it was Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. Those were all people of God, used by God. Rachel, who was the love of Jacob's life, bare two sons. Her eldest son was Joseph, and the youngest of the sons was Benjamin. She died at childbirth en route to the land of Jacob's father. The twelve tribes of Israel that we have read so much about and hear so much about, God changed the name Jacob to Israel. So when they speak of the 12 tribes of Israel, they're meaning the 12 tribes of Jacob. Genesis 37, we'll start at verse 3. Joseph is a delight to read about. He was chosen by God. He was given the gifts that he needed everywhere he was so he would rise to the top. He rose to the top even as a slave. He rose to the top when he was owned by Pontifer, the captain of the guard. He rose to the top when he was put in prison on a false charge. He rose to the top when Pharaoh had dreams and he interpreted the dreams and Pharaoh caused him to be second in command of the entire kingdom of Egypt. Everywhere he was, he rose to the top because God gave him specific gifts which put him before great men. And these men saw that Joseph prospered in everything he did. And they also saw that their possessions prospered when Joseph was in charge. And it shows us that prosperity is of God. Even now, prosperity is of God. God is in charge of men that do not know him. We've seen over and over how the men who did not know him, Pharaoh's leaders, were really under the control of God, and they ended up doing what God said to do. That doesn't mean they were born again. It's just that God controls the heaven, the earth, and every creature. Twice Abraham thought they would take Sarah away from him because she was very beautiful. And he had Sarah say that she was his sister. She was his half-sister. But they did it in hypocrisy because they didn't do it in telling truth. 
though it was truth, they did it because they were afraid of Pharaoh. There was no reason to be afraid of Pharaoh. God is in charge. There's no reason for being afraid of the boss where you work. God is in control of him. If God wants you to stay there, he will do something to cause you to gain the notice that you need in order to stay there. If he wants you to leave, he will show you to leave or do something to get you to leave. He's in control of us. He's in charge. He makes things happen. Genesis 37.3 Now Israel, who is Jacob, loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was a son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. God gave Joseph two dreams that greatly angered his brothers. They hated Joseph even more as a result of these two dreams that were given by God. Yet he reported these dreams to his brothers. The first dream, he said to his brothers, Here, I pray you, this dream which I dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. The dream showed that Joseph would be in charge of the 12 tribes of Israel. He was the 11th born child of Jacob of Israel. And his brethren said, Shall thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. He's showing that his father, his mother, and his 11 brothers bow down before him. Well, they were infuriated by this dream. Even his father rebuked him, though his father paid attention to the dream and thought on the dream. And his brethren envied him. But his father observed the saying. 
All of this is the election of God. Joseph was chosen by God to reign over the 12 tribes of Israel. God exalts one and pulls down another. Power is of God. No matter what the circumstances look like, when God is going to exalt a person, God causes things to happen. The gift of God sets the individual before great men. That's in Proverbs. It's the gift of God that brings that person before great men when God wants to exalt either his own child or he could exalt an evil person such as Adolf Hitler. Because of his will, God makes things happen. Romans chapter 9, Paul says, verse 6, Not as though the word of God has taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel. They are not all the chosen of God who are of Israel. Joseph was definitely the chosen of God. Here God shows us the elect of God chosen by God. Today there's an elect of God chosen by God. The Apostle Paul is one of them. He was a Jew who was killing Christians, persecuting Christians, going all over the land, hunting Christians, hunting the people of Jesus, putting them in bondage. He was going to Damascus by orders of the current head of the synagogue, the chief of priests. He was en route to Damascus to find followers of Jesus and put them in bondage and bring them back to the high priest. When all of a sudden a bright light shone around Paul and those traveling with Paul, and a voice spoke in the Hebrew tongue and said, Saul, Saul, that's another one whose name was changed by God as he started doing the work of God. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And Jesus says, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Acts chapter 9 and also Acts chapter 26. Paul was chosen by God, by Jesus, for the work of the ministry. Chosen before he persecuted the Christians. And then when Jesus revealed himself, Paul was so changed that he didn't try to go back to the synagogue and explain anything to the priest. He just did what Jesus said from that point 
on. That's the elect of God, the chosen of God. Paul is our example today of God choosing his ministers from heaven for the New Testament church. We marvel when we read about Jacob and Esau, the twins, or when we read about Joseph. But really, God is the one to marvel at because he is the one that chose them and caused them to prosper in everything they did and gave them the dreams and gave them the interpretation of the dreams and gave them the gifts of the Holy Spirit to bring them forth. Gave Joseph great wisdom. And Pharaoh even said, there's no one in the land as wise as you. Well, I'm putting you in charge. He'd been a 17-year-old slave. And now he's going to be second in charge of the entire nation of Egypt and the 12 tribes of Israel. God made it happen. Joseph didn't make it happen of his own will. God made it happen. So Paul tells about the elect of God, the chosen of God, when he says they're not all Israel, which are of Israel. Certainly Joseph was the elect of God. Paul says, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Ephesians 1 talks about that we're chosen before the foundation of the earth. And in the situation of the 12 tribes of Israel, Joseph is the one who's going to save the entire nation of Israel. But he's going to save it because of the gifts given him by God, which causes him to succeed and overcome. Where one overcomes as a Christian, another does not. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son, and he's the child of promise, Isaac. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, these twins that Rebekah was carrying in her womb, having neither done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand not of works, but of him that calleth. 
it was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As is written, Jacob have I loved, says God. But Esau have I hated, even before the children were born. Paul said, What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he, God, saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. You can go forward and be baptized at church today, and it will not change you at all, and it will have no effect unless it is God who has called you to be a Christian. I was baptized when I was 15. My life didn't change at all. I went to church occasionally. I was shortly to be in college. I was filled with my own personal ambitions and pursuing my own personal ambitions. I was going to get ahead in a fleshly way, but I was not of God, though I had been baptized in water. But when I was 37 years old, God spoke to me. God speaking to us makes all the difference. God spoke to me and said, Joan, you know all these mistakes you've been making all these years? And I said, yes. And God said, those weren't mistakes, those were sins. And I said, oh, sins, I thought they were mistakes. But I believed God. Same thing with Abraham. The pattern is God speaks and we believe. And when he first speaks to us, we're changed. We know we're different. If you've been born again, you know what I'm talking about. We're different. We're not like the rest of the people who attend church. We are the chosen of God and the elect of God. God has spoken to us and given us his holy spirit. Romans 8:14 and as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God so concerning Joseph it's the same thing the brothers want to destroy Joseph because their father shows a special love toward Joseph that he does not show toward the other children now is Jacob wrong to not treat all the children the same? No, he's not wrong. Don't you remember what God said? Jacob, I've loved. Esau, I've hated. This is the elect of God. And he makes the coat of many colors and gives that to Joseph. And God has made Joseph his own elect and has destined Joseph for many great things 
where Joseph even saves the nation of Israel from perishing during a great famine. But the brothers hate him and envy him and plan to kill him. And they throw Joseph into the hole without food or water to let him die. They strip him of his coat of many colors and dip that coat in animal blood so that his father Jacob, Israel, when they return to him, they tell him they don't know what happened, but they have his coat. So the father thinks Joseph has been killed by some wild animal, and he mourns greatly. The brothers don't consider how they're hurting their father. He will not be consoled, though they try to console him. He has lost the love of his life, Rachel, and her son, Joseph. But their desire for money is used by God to save Joseph from death. Genesis 37, verse 23. And it came to pass, when Joseph was come unto his brethren, that they strip Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him, and they took him and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread. Joseph had no food. He had no water. And they sat down with no concern whatsoever to eat bread in front of their brother and drink water in front of their brother Joseph, whom they have put into this pit so that he may die. But the brothers lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh going to carry it down into Egypt. And Judah said unto his brethren, what profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and our hand not be upon him. And now they're going to speak good. For he is our brother and our flesh. They're showing themselves to themselves as really good guys. And they're trying to show what they've done is good. They've saved their younger brother from death, which they were causing. And they've rescued him from death, and now they're going to sell him as a slave. But Joseph was really saved from death by God, who caused those traitors, those Ishmaelites, to come along at exactly the right time. And they paid 20 pieces of silver for Joseph and took Joseph down into Egypt to sell him 
as a slave in Egypt. A 17-year-old boy was taken down into Egypt with only the clothes that were on his back. He had nothing. He had no way of getting anything. He was a slave. But God gave him special gifts to the point that the man who bought him is going to end up putting him in charge of everything because he's so wise that everything he does prospers and the man who bought Joseph sees that everything he has prospers and all his decisions are right. It is God who causes it. Wisdom is from God. If you have wisdom on something, it's because it came to you by God. Pam Padgett, a member of the Body of Christ who does all technical work for this ministry, was placed in computer programming by God, where she worked at FedEx until she retired. She was placed in that by God. Pam had been a secretary at a bank. At first she liked it, but then she became bored after a couple of years and turned to God and said, Please, can you find me a kind of work that isn't boring? Her boss was in, in charge of legal things. Someone had given them a couple of desktop computers. No one knew how to use them. Only one of them had even been had the box opened. And Pam has prayed for some field that will interest her. Her boss asked Pam if she would see any way that they could actually use these computers. She asked him if she could go to night school and take a course. So he said she could, and they sat down together and selected a course, as I understand it, at the community college. And the course was called Basic. And they both thought it was a course telling about computers and how to operate a computer. Pam got in the course and found out it was a computer programming class called BASIC. She stayed for the whole class, and as she sat there, she got interested in the subject of programming. And on the way home, she was saying to God, This is it. This is what I want to do, computer programming. This is not accidental. It's all planned out by God. And at one point, early on, she had a dream that Joan Boney is your supervisor. You both work in a restaurant, which is what we do. We feed the body of Christ. And we have been doing this since the year 2012. 
when God gave me a dream showing me to start a blog. And knowing that Pam Padgett had been working for FedEx and had now retired, I called Pam and asked her to set up the blog. And within three days, we were publishing. And Pam has done this work of the ministry, technical work, with our blog and then with books in 2015 that we published on Amazon. And in 2020, we started a podcast because God gave me a dream showing me to start a podcast. We knew nothing about podcasts. But she learned the technical things needed. And we bought the microphone and the recorder. And I just started recording. It was all God's will. He worked it out. And that's the way all our lives are. Your assignment is wherever you are. If you are wife and mother, that's your assignment. If you are a man and have a family, it is your assignment from God to care for your family, to lead them in godly ways. All success that any of us have is authored by God as he gives us wisdom to operate in the place where he assigns us. We will not fail as long as we stay in the land where he placed us and operate in his wisdom, not in our own wisdom. I have seen people panic in times of trouble and operate in their own wisdom, the wisdom of the world. That does not work. But I've seen Pam Paget go through a horrible disease, cancer, step by step turning at every step to God to find out what to do. And at the end of this terrible cancer, and it was in an advanced stage when they found it, at the end of this advanced cancer, there was no cancer. It was gone. Because of the treatments that she chose with the guidance of God, they wanted to remove her bladder, and she didn't want to go through a life after bladder removal. So she asked God if there wasn't some other way to treat this cancer. And he brought it to her attention how to have it treated. It was treated with a combination of chemotherapy and radiation rather than chemotherapy and surgery. She had five doctors or medical people working with this. Not one of them thought that it was the right way to go. They all thought she should have chemotherapy followed by removal of the bladder surgery. 
But they all said that they would do it her way if that's what she really wanted. She mentioned she'd prayed about it. And one of the doctors said, does that mean you're a Christian? Are you a Christian? And she said, yes. And he said, do you have peace about going this direction? And she said, yes. She believed God was leading her. And he said, well, I'm a Christian too. So I will set this up for you. And Pam had a dream during this period. In her dream at a doctor's office, a man was sitting beside her at the meeting to help her. Angels of God helping her. And it turned out that all five of these medical people who did not want to do it this way agreed to do this this way that Pam had read about. It started in December 2022. The treatments went on from mid-December to mid-January. In April, they were to have follow-up tests to see the status of the cancer. And they were shocked. The cancer was gone. They did CAT scans. They did all their tests. There was no sign of cancer in Pam. She turned to God at every step, asking him what to do. I've seen other people who are Christians who do things their own way and want God to go along with their plan, but fail to turn to God. I found so few people who follow God by going directly to God and getting His plan and doing His plan by faith. Now, if you want to read about this medical procedure, I'll have Pam put a link on the writing attached to this podcast. Every time I've read this story, and I've read it many times that Pam wrote about the cancer and working with God and having him lead her, I have delighted in this story every time I've read it, and I'm sure I've read it Many, many, many times, I don't know, eight or nine times at least. I'll have her put a link on the written material that's published with this podcast for you. I am recording about three other parts of the story of Joseph. This is the end of the part where Joseph is taken down into Egypt. We'll pick up on this tomorrow. Thank you for letting me speak it to you.